Hey, people, welcome to the conversation. It's Outspoken Opinionated. Of course, I am your host, Edwin Meyer. We're here another Thursday. We're going to have a great conversation. Like I've always said, if you are not following us, we are asking you to please go ahead, follow us, of course, on their conversation on our YouTube page, The Conversation Outspoken Opinionated. Go to uh, um, Facebook, of course, The Conversation. Go to um, YouTube, The Conversation. We are everywhere. It has been an amazing season. We started really, really great. I mean, the conversation has been extremely dope. I have some great um, guests today. Um, I have um, I could lovers, a husband and wife. They're here. You guys, don't forget now. We are celebrating. Of course, we're still celebrating um, 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 African Heritage Month. We're also celebrating love. And so um, February is a month of love. And so who better? Then to have the amazing Lorette and the amazing Emmanuel to come and grace us. And so I'm going to bring them into the broadcast so they can tell us who they are, what they do. They have an amazing ministry. So if you guys aren't familiar with that, they're also going to tell us. So welcome, Emmanuel and Lorette. And I'm going to meet you there. Hi, guys. Hi, 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 hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, we appreciate that you guys honor the invitation. You guys came. I know you guys are running on the schedule. I really appreciate you guys being here with us today. It's so great. The conversation has been extremely um, amazing for the last couple of weeks. You guys literally end the love segment. So okay. we're ending it with marriage. Okay. <laughs> we started it with the single people and we're ending it with marriage. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, but if you can tell the people, you know, who you guys are, you know, what you do professionally, and please don't forget to talk about that amazing ministry that you guys have. Well, I'm Lorette. Uh, we've been married, it's gonna be 15 years this year. Wow. Uh, I'm a financial advisor, but I'm also a business owner. I have a home design firm. Uh, we are based here in Washington, DC area. And together we have a daughter named she's eleven years old. Anything else? Well, I, I, I happen to be married to this guy. All right, we yes, forgot so the most important thing. Right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. The most important part of this whole conversation. According to whom? <laughs> well, my name is my new well Ken. Um, uh-huh. I'm coming all the way from Congo, Kinshasa. Okay. Okay. Congo. Um, so I'm being here in state. Um, I work as a IT developer, um, and among other stuff. I'm also in the ministry, and together we uh, maybe been married for close now 15 years almost. Um, yeah, it's a long time, huh? it's and uh, <laughs> and don't mess up, Emmanuel. <laughs> I try not to. Try not to. Listen, we have a flight to catch right after this, so you better not mess up. You better get us act together. I get you. You see, when I was married, I never did numbers. I never said how long we've been married for. I didn't say what date we're married. I never did none of that because I always messed up. I ain't want problems. You, you must be a confident man to have the yeah, numbers. I, did, I try hard to stay away from numbers because every time I went there, I messed up. Everybody, no. I'm, like, okay, right. I can't I'm good at math, so I'm good. good. You see, I'm not. But together we, we also have a ministry. Oh, sorry. Exactly. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about the ministry. I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, the stand. Uh, it's a marriage ministry, and uh, and been at it for quite a while now. Yeah, that this is a sixth year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. So that's, that's good. So you guys have the stand. 
Lorette has her home, um, what the interior design mm -hmm. um, business. You working? You guys have a daughter. You guys are then. I will consider you guys to be full time ministry leaders in your local church. You're doing your own ministry on the side. So there are a lot of things that you're doing. And I want to give the people who are watching context because from the from the moment I knew you guys, apparently I think I knew Lorette the longest. Yes. I knew Lorette the longest. She had to remind me a couple of years back that we were actually <laughs> to get a new creation. But yeah. I, so honest, I don't remember her. <laughs> really? Well, it's, it's a funny story. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. So from the time I knew you guys, you guys have been married, you've been in ministry, you guys have been doing a lot, you're doing your own thing, you have a daughter, you guys are so busy. Brought you guys in this platform because we really want to talk about, you know, balancing the marriage ministry and mm -hmm. then the church ministry. So just yeah. for us to have a conversation around the whole church ministry, I love to put myself out there. Those are one mm -hmm. of my issues in my marriage because what I was in every ministry, doing everything, but I forgot about my number one ministry, which was my marriage ministry. And so that trickled down to everything else that I did. So as you guys are here and on this platform, you have your stand ministry and all that stuff. How has that been working for you guys? I can start with that. I think, uh, like you say, within ministry, I, I remember since the time I, I got born again back in 97, I've been involved in ministry and as we got married, we found ourselves actually into ministry and, um, you know, and co-pastor with another. And, uh, and, and from that point on, you were basically, we just got married. And then six months later, we found ourselves in this new place and working to implant the new church, working as assistant pastor, a, a choir, a, a worship leader and all that kind of stuff. And, and from that point on, it, it's challenging. It's not easy. I think at the beginning, we struggle a lot. Right? Like the mistake we always make as, you know, those who are in ministry is to get ourselves involved so much into the things of God, quote, unquote, church, right? We look at it as this is why you're doing the work of God because you're involved in the activity within the church, Um, until so you find yourself kind of neglecting. And so I, I never really learned about it. And so... Uh, really busy up and into that ministry um so it takes a while to kind of learn uh, to balance everything yeah. and and uh, we we got burned you know okay. uh, on our personal lives and we we and i remember at some point i told him because he was crazy we used to live in hagerstown i used to work in bethesda he used to work in virginia so those are like distance yeah. yes we'll come from church uh, we come from work at 6.30. By 7.30, we needed to be at church. So it's like there were no conversation going on. No, how was your day? It was boom, 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 church. So guess what What started to happen was we grew apart without even realizing that we were going through the motion. And that's not but, how I put my marriage. So, Well, Lauren, I want to I interject in there. So you get married to this guy. You're like, oh my God, you know, you make, you know, the man is tall, he's like French. You got like, you get married to this guy, life is going great, and then he becomes an assistant pastor. Was was that part of the plan? That was not part of the plan. Let's okay. just be honest. It, okay. it was 
it okay. wasn't far. I mean, when we got <laughs> not we, sudden, actually. Well, we never had the conversation of you going to ministry as an uh -huh. assistant pastor. You oh, know? Okay. Because uh -huh. yeah. we we met in the church. We uh -huh. met both doing ministry. So from the get go, we both knew we were called, uh, but not at. I mean, I didn't see that one happening. <laughs> okay, just say that. So that exactly. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't yeah. prepared. Okay. I, I don't know if I should say the timing was off or whatever, but I was not prepared for that mm -hmm. life. Nobody. I mean, yes, like I say, we we are taught about ministry and we grow up in church, and but nobody really prepares you for no. ministry when it shows up. However form and shape it shows up so no i was not prepared you know and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you were and even me it's something that i knew i was called and uh -huh. it, it, it's that i knew about it and i think what we felt is the pod you know it's not basically to get that kind of understanding what involved to be uh ministering and mostly young mary and at the same time ministry um yeah. to be able to serve god in you know in some bigger capacity we're not just saying it, it, it takes a lot of time to be there because you have meetings you have uh meetings with all the different ministry you have to be the church you have prayer meeting all that kind of thing um we don't really we didn't really get that kind of understanding or teaching about hey uh you call but you know marriage Comes and ministry marriage, yeah. uh yeah. part of it you know yeah. And I think also it's even the, in the Bible, you know, they will they used to give soldier a year after they got married. They had a year before they could go back to the field. We didn't get that year. We were like married but on the field. And boy, it wasn't pretty. And that's why I want, that's the conversation I want us to dive into, because you guys were young. You're young professionals. You have your life. You also I think what people fail to realize is you also had goals. You had separate goals. Then you yeah. guys came together. You have one goal, and then you want to build a family. You want to expand in life, and like I would say, probably maybe you wanted to go back to school or want to make more money. There are so yeah. many things that you want to do, but when you are in ministry, in quote unquote the church, mm -hmm. were there areas where you guys felt that you there were places where they were like, okay, oh you no. Know, Lorette is a professional woman, so or um, Emmanuel is professional, so we need to give him a little slack, even though he's an assistant pastor. Did that ever? <laughs> were there room for that? <laughs> no, there were not. Why um, for their coverage? <laughs> the funny thing is, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear. It. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, as Emmanuel uh, mentioned, I took over the present worship. I was the present worship leader. For okay. instance, I had days where life was so demanding that I would have to cancel practice or things like that. And people were not happy about it. I was called unprofessional. And that's the part people tend to, for to forget that even though I'm in ministry, I do have a personal life going on to on the side. So me calling off in a, a meeting doesn't mean that I'm no longer spiritual or, you know, I'm, I'm now doing the things of God in a professional ways. It just means that life is happening and I have other things that need my attention right now. And even God understands. So, no. Yeah, uh -huh. 
He said, no, girl. Well, and that's what, I don't know if you guys ever had this, but I think for me, I always felt guilty when someone told me, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, but this is for the Lord. You're doing it for God. Or it's like, you know, somebody have to come and say, you know, so, you know, I was talking to God and God told me and I should have this conversation with you. And I think this is an area you need to go in. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> what else can I say? Like, can I say it? Exactly, exactly. And and, and here's the thing. A lot of time we we become too spiritual. You know, my child, for instance, is not that out. out, It's the part where I was spiritual. You know, I love the things of God and I got deep into the spiritual stuff. But I forgot something. There has to be a balance. A balance. I understand that there's a balance in everything. Um, it's, yeah. it's that part that we kind of fail to, 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 and most of us, we got married. I was really straight spiritual. I mean, uh, no joke. Man. I suffered. Okay? I'm, I'm not, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm about to ask some questions. I'm about to ask him. Let me, let me tell go, you. Go, go, it, go. Took, it took us, uh, mm. how many years before we go to a movie? Ah, I don't even know. We, yeah. we got into fights over going to movies. Going to a movie. That's how bad it was. Because in my mind, you know, you're just looking at it as, man, I'm going to a movie kind of stuff. is carnal things. is for the world. And, you know, all, all that spiritual things that happen. Whatever that, we call spiritual. What, yeah. how, you know. No, I mean, when we're spiritual, we're not saying something that is really kind of... It means that you are into... It's mundane. It, it's too mundane. It's, no, it's not mundane. We, we call it spiritual, mean that you are into, you think you are, it, it, let's change it. You are too religious. There I you think, go. I think it, that's what it is. You are so you are religious. Yeah. Into that, that you fail to understand that you have obligation toward your wife. And there are certain things that, you know, we elevate to a point where they were, you feel as so as sinful or as bad as the worldly or whatever it is, but it's normal, you know, I have a time, go to a movie and all that kind of stuff is strengthen the relationship. So it's it's the thing that I, it took me a while to understand and to just to balance, get to a point where I became a little more balanced. And it, unfortunately that caused a lot of friction Frictions. actually between us. Um, just going through that journey and learning about it. And, uh, and when you mix in life, demand job work and all that kind of stuff it just is a man it's a yeah yeah so, people disaster well we talk about it i just gonna talk about it yeah. okay. um two shows uh two shows ago we had a no last week show we're talking about conversation where we talk about you know couples married couples where when they're when they're fasting they can't have sex they can't do that they can't do the other did you guys experience stuff like that in your relationship in your marriage Going to answer because you're French, y'all can't be doing that. French people can do that. No, no, we'll talk about it. Listen, like I said, there's nothing we don't talk about. Okay. Um, yes, we did experience it, experience it, especially from him. You know, Emmanuel okay. was the type when he's fasting, it can touch you, it can kiss you, it can look at you, you know. So it took our godparent, actually, our godmother, one day, she was like, Do you realize that God doesn't close his eyes whenever you're having sex? right? That it's a gift, actually, that it gave to you. So you fasting, actually, does not mean that you cannot be intimate. I don't know where that thing comes from. Yes, of course, you have to be in agreement, like, I'm taking time for, for the Lord, you know, but even, even the Bible says it. 
as you are fasting, just be mindful of the other person. Don't be going on those 21 days fasting without touching your spouse. Because mm -hmm. that's where you're starting also to opening doors to other things. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So Emmanuel, just wait to let you know you are like you are trending in the in the in the in the text messages. <laughs> I just want to let you know you are literally trending. <laughs> They're on you right now. They are really on you. This is your own people. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go. But it, 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 she, she's right. And the the challenge with that, and it, like you said, that religious part of it, right? Yeah. Bring it into marriages. Uh, and when it's not mixed into a more balanced teaching, uh, which we, it, within our church, it kind of like, although we, we had counseling at the beginning, and but I think we value, and we're fortunate to have people, and even as we, were, we have godparents, people that yeah. we trusted to be part of a marriage to help us to guide us to this journey and we submit that we 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 told them you know we'll listen to your voice and we give you authority over us to yeah. mentor us and to talk to us and that kind of help us in those challenges other than that if it wasn't for that man it would be fire well, i don't think we would have been you know? still together to and be honest with you so to go back to the sex things it, you know the challenge with me is you know that religious where i'm in the spirit and i'm in the flesh the intimacy is in the flesh oh man you talk about sex even it's man that's the devil the <laughs> devil coming to tempt me and i'm fasting behind me satan so, yes I know that's right um, i understand uh, what you're saying because i think for me there are numerous conversations i've had with friends even when we uh when i was married there were conversations that we had where you literally have to understand i think for me one person somebody who was my mentor told me there is no diff you can never defile your bedroom mm -hmm. if you you and your spouse agree on what you guys want to do if the person wants to fast and you guys agree on it fine but one person cannot be in agreement and another person is upset and you yeah. guys have become one. So the whole exactly. class thing, including what you're doing, where is it going to go? No way. <laughs> exactly. So I think, and why I, I, why I touch on that is because I think those are the things that you miss as a couple because yeah. you, you no, nobody tell you that. Nobody gave you a manual and say, okay, so now you guys are married, husband and wife. The husband is going to be assistant pastor. The wife is going to be running the music ministry. These are things that are going to happen, but this is the way you're supposed to, you know, deal with it. Exactly. So, how did you guys do ministry together? Because that it was always an issue. How do you guys do ministry together? It, 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 the and the choir director and the choir director. How did that work? I'll, I'll tell you something. It's always important. I, I found that out. Right. It's always important as you serve to both be in agreement and to serve together. Um, it, 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 I really think to serve within the same ministry or vicinity around there. A, a given example, right? I remember when we were uh, serving at one of the ex, uh, campus down in our church, we both served in a prayer ministry. I think we're rich because, you know, we together, we serve in the same ministry around that. It's, I think it's one of the great things that we did is to be able to serve that, to understand that there's power to be together and doing the same thing. In, in that ministry yeah and one of the thing one of the benefit of that thing was we spent time together yeah 
you know, like for instance, we had Friday night's prayer and sometimes they'll ask me to lead the present worship while he's leading prayer. So we were actually spending time together outside of movie, outside of the house. We were doing life together. That and ministry was part of that life we were doing together. I don't know if things would have been, I mean, yeah, even uh, with the local church, at mm -hmm. some point I was serving the women ministry and he was serving in the men's ministry. So like you say, we're always within, you know, the same yeah same yeah but it's important to serve it, it, it's always the challenge right the, even when we serve we have to have that balance exactly. but as you understand the kind of level of service you can kind of understand the late time the engagement the things that it has to do that you know hey there's something going on there's a meeting there's a retreat you can kind of uh, understand what they're doing and not to uh, feel too left out or something like that because yeah. that was an issue at the beginning at some point when he first started to serve as an assistant pastor i wasn't involved in ministry because to me uh we were going to so many um storms around that time i was like this is hypocrisy you know it's we're not getting along at home i am not coming to church to support you in any form or shape so and that is when brought more friction between us because he was running out doing ministry i was left out of the whole picture, guess what? Whenever he came home, I fought him. So I, I, I think us finally serving together brought us close. I don't want to blame nobody, but can I say that nobody, how can I put it without? Can I say that you were not included into that whole process? When he was, because I want to ask, when he was asked to do this, did anybody call you? Say, hey, you know, we want you guys to, because I feel it's like if we are calling my spouse and say you want my spouse to do something, I think you should call, both of us should be involved in it because mm -hmm. we technically we're going to do it together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it, you know, someone told me as we were going to make, so we're going through a challenging time and serving and she was kind of reluctant, reluctant and I was engaged, running full speed. And someone told me, look, don't run too fast that That's your really wife like is not Leave your spouse behind. Behind. Wow. And I found myself really running 100 miles an hour in ministry. The boy was gone. And, and like, she was just like. I tell, I tell you, I, I, I had an issue where my wife at that time was doing something. They wanted her to do something. Mm -hmm. And they had called her to a meeting. They asked her to do it. She had to give the answer right there and there. And then mm -hmm. she comes home to me. I'm like, ah. But why nobody didn't consider me? We are a package. So mm -hmm. outspoken opinionated. Quick, 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 quick on my email. Quack, 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 and I sent an email. Yeah, she's not doing it. Ain't gonna respond, I got. Well, the, the service that your wife is going to provide, we don't need you. So why would we come and call you and ask you? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. And up to today, I kept that email and I have it with me. And yeah, I was yeah. like, wow. This yeah, is how people yeah. operate? So, yeah. of course, being me, and that's those are the times where we were rocky as well. I'm sorry, I can't peace out. Yeah, yeah. If you ask me to do something, I'm sorry, I ain't got time. Yeah. And so I don't think, and that's why I really want, I don't think, the quote-unquote church or everybody involved in these ministries realize the toll that is put on the family when both yep. families are not involved into something that you want one of the couple to do. 
Exactly. I, and that is my opinion. I think maybe some of us has learned from our mistake. It's like bring both of them together. Say, hey, we want to do something with you, Emmanuel, assistant pastor, but we're ready to get your wife involved. So exactly. what is it that we can get your wife to do that should be closer to you when you are preaching or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, how to do that stuff. And I think a lot of times it's not involved. And I look at people where, you know, like maybe if the husband is a pastor, he's going to different places to preach. Some of us have seen the first thing what it can do to the children. Oh, yeah. So Sam, talking about another. So now my lovely niece Zoe Grace comes into the picture. Yeah, you mm -hmm. guys are in the ministry. Yeah. Lorette, this is when we put the demarcation on like Emmanuel is not involved. <laughs> I turn it over to you. So now, assistant pastor, you doing it, then you have a baby. Mm. I step down. As simple as that. So I've, right after she came, actually, I stepped down. I was not in ministry until Zoe was about, when we moved here, she was about four, four years old mm -hmm. when I, I slowly started to engage again in ministry. And what we did is when, when she turned five or six, we enrolled her also in ministry. So she was dancing at church. So she became oh, also to do ministry along with us. And and I told Emmanuel one thing, I, I, I made it clear to my husband. I was like, my child will not be one of those PK kids who resents church because the parents are always gone. Because yeah. I, start, I started to see that happening. On Saturdays, we were gone doing ministry. No, no quality time was ever made for our child. Like, we would drag her with us, but, I mean, she, I don't think any kids wants to be at church every Saturday. So no. at some point, I told him, I was like, we're going to have to turn down responsibilities we're gonna to have to learn to say no to some engaged invitation and we started doing it so when we don't want to do any something she comes first mm -hmm. that there is no that's one thing we don't compromise our family comes first if we can yes but if our calendar is booked we we promise her to go watch a show in dc guess what you're not gonna see us that weekend as simple as that i love that I yeah. so love that because I know how my son now appreciates that. Like he knows, he'd be like, Daddy, no, we ain't going around. I'm like, why? I got football. I'm like, oh, okay, we ain't going. Like he knows that we ain't you know. going. He yeah. already knows that. Daddy, we ain't going around. I'm like, yeah, we ain't going. So yeah. it's based on if he wants to go after football practice, then we're going to go yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I think a lot, I like how you said it. I think a lot of, we. I've been around a lot of pastor kids. I got good friends pastor kids their parents are bishops and stuff like that and it's weird because they resent church yeah, and like, why don't want to go to church and then they're like because my whole life i've been in church yeah and and, it, and, it, you know it's not just to be in church the whole time it's because even when you're back in church you, the child doesn't feel as though she's as important part as of church. it you know she you, it's like you prioritize church above them and you basically making like she say you church become a more like a competitor uh than than anything else is competing against that you know your child for time attention and thing i what i realized with zoe for instance is what she doesn't forget anything you mm. know she, I think most of kids don't, and but she really doesn't. She doesn't forget anything. You better not promise her anything. I yeah. mean, she be I've, my, I've been promising her for the past year. I'll get a crab, uh, uh, crab deep, deep. <laughs> and every single day, 
she'll just like crap did it just happened that look i can't get it today let me look for it i couldn't find it or something so today i was like you know what i better get it so i texted my wife i was like go get zoe crab cake or when i pick her from school the first question i feel like eating crab dip <laughs> so, here the thing the the thing is you know kids I, I what i understood is i don't think kids have a problem for us serving they will enjoy it but just yeah. want to make sure that we are part of it and we take them and we think about it they're important and there's small things where we you know she won crab dip she doesn't ask much. My Zoe is not really a demanding case. No. She doesn't ask much and stuff. But when she asks something, she really wants it. Mm-hmm. And so I make sure that if she wants something and she asks for something, we that I pay to attention her. to it and I make sure I do it. Also, she wow. wants to do go somewhere. Even when I can do it today, and I promise her I'll do it this day, let's do it on this day, but I make sure I do it on that day. So you keep your promise and you make sure you make time for them. Because it's not always possible to not, you you have some engagement, there'll be time, right? Be realistic. There'll be time, whether it's work, whether it's like ministry, uh, there will, you know, something will happen. But if you can't make it there, you make a promise to do it the next time. But on that day, you make sure you take, you, you know, you make, make good up. on your word and you do what you say you will do. Mm-hmm. And they will appreciate that. And they will, uh, you know, they will not look at church anything as a competition. Competition, yeah. Because yeah. I think that's the issue. The moment they start feeling like they're competing with church, they resent church. Yeah, same and thing another with- thing, yeah go ahead, Sarah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say same thing with us. The reason why at some point I resented my husband was because I felt like I was competing. Everybody had his attention but me. You know, like church member would call at 7 p.m. He was gone. 10 p.m. He was on his prayer. But I had to be the one waiting, you know. So I think it's the same thing with kids. So eventually they resent it. And what about the fact where uh, Emmanuel being a pastor, I don't know if that was the same case for you, but you, I thought some of my friends who their parents are pastors, their parents they didn't know how to turn that color off. They didn't oh. know how to turn it off from being a pastor. They come home and they sort of, they sort of the pastor. And I'm yeah. just like, um, sir, no, you're not. You're not daddy. You're daddy. You're daddy now. Can you be daddy? So how, Emmanuel, so how did you, if there was an issue for you or if it wasn't an issue for you, like, how was that? No, really. I think once I, I, I learned that, you know, it, at the beginning, probably it's that religious part of it. But quickly mm-hmm. I learned that when I'm home, I try to relax, even the amount crippled, to kind of relax and be myself, even with my daughter and stuff. I became a little more relaxed. I don't take myself as seriously as I used to. I used to take myself very seriously, but you know, take time to joke around. Take you know, the other day we had this. She's uh, uh, like, I'm having. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen your videos. I see your yeah, videos. Yeah, I'm just going dance around with her. <laughs> Rap and she's like, You're having a senior, a moment, senior mo- midlife I, crisis. Midlife crisis. I, I, have my I've been having that for a while, but you know, having those moments, those fun moments where you just sit and watch TV and we have some cooking stuff, and I'll sit down with her, we cook, we do stuff that kind of hey, you know, don't take yourself too seriously. Sometimes we pass through, we take ourselves seriously, more holy and serious than God, yeah. you know, um, but relax. And that's, I think that's part of the whole thing, um, the whole balancing, balancing part. If you can, you know, you got, you can be a parent, you can be a pastor, you can be a worship leader, whatever you can be. But when you come home, you can be somebody's daddy, 
somebody's mom or it can be somebody's husband or be somebody's wife i think that's extremely important but um you guys now started this ministry stand and how long has stan been operating six years Stan has been operating for six years and Lorette is smiling. I can tell that that is her baby. Like she said it like six years. Like she is yeah. proud of herself. So I can really see it. Like Lorette is extremely proud of Stan. And I really want us to really talk about Stan for the yeah. next half an hour. I want to find out from, because I think Stan explains everything. This entire conversation has been about the topic marriage and everything you guys understand. So why that ministry? Why? Now I'm going to do the Q&As. Why? Why the stand? Actually, the stand started out of frustration, right? So before we we launched into the ministry, the Lord was talking to us about creating a platform, just creating a platform. But the funny thing is, like I say, people talk about the honeymoon phase in the marriage. We didn't have a honeymoon phase. We went from I do to, oh my God, I made a mistake. And it was like that for at least, I'll say, three four years where it was I, I was miserable with my marriage the first the first the beginning of my marriage what no oh, okay i thought he was trying to tell me that <laughs> don't start with the ball oh no I just that. I just my... exactly exactly you know so it was uh we were going to challenge and you know out, out of curiosity i will ask people around us because I was like, we newly were newlywed, so other people are probably dealing with the same issue. But funny enough, nobody, everybody seemed to have the perfect marriage. So I was they like, lie. Oh. They lie. Then, <laughs> let me tell you now. They lie. <laughs> <laughs> liars. If they are on here too, you all are liars. <laughs> EJ, we don't want problems. No, we are lying. No, whatever. So. So it was just that frustrating. Like we felt like we we were hopeless, and then mm -hmm. we started to pray about our marriage. We we're like, Lord, you got to fix this thing because this boat is sinking. Yeah. So it took us a while, and then I remember one day I went on a walk, and no, we had started to talk about. We had vision. We had the same vision. God, the Lord will show us things, but we never spoke about it because we didn't. We, First of all, we were not, we didn't think we were qualified to tell anybody anything about marriage because we couldn't figure out our own marriage. Mm -hmm. Until the Lord one day, I remember it so clearly. I went uh on my morning walk and the Holy Spirit brought up that conversation again. Like, I need you to create a platform. And I remember I said it loudly. I was like, Lord, we don't qualify. I can't even forgive my husband. And he says something like, it's not about you. It's about your children. It's about the future generation. Because when you guys stand, then your kids stand. But if you crumble, how do you even introduce, introduce them to a forgiven and loving and kind God? Because you can't even forgive your partner. And that's a little bit how the stand came to be. So... Yeah, I think she says it. Uh, she just say everything um, how it started. Yeah. Um, out of that, and, and we see the challenge, right? We remember the year we got married, nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven. Oh, nineteen ninety seven. I'm going to leave numbers alone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nineteen ninety seven. Why we call you nineteen ninety seven? I'm born again in nineteen ninety seven. I need to know you. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. When we got married. That year, there were so many marriages and weddings, wedding, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, around a friend and people, but today it just, I can't remember if. I think you can count, maybe four count. couples yeah. out of the 20 something. Yeah. Maybe four. Uh, I, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 things happen actually within like a couple of years. We already saw a year, we heard those, this, this, and then a couple of years before you know it. Um, and so there's that burden part of it. There is also that burden to ask yourself, hey, you know, if us Christian and we struggle with this, so and this is what's happening in marriage. We have God, we have the, the, the blood of Jesus, we have the anointing oil, we have everything, the Bible, the verse, and everything we have. But if we are struggling with it, with all this stuff that we have, how much more those who are not believers? Yeah. They don't have those kind of grace and forgiveness teaching and stuff like that. So um, so there's really a, 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 a need for us to to look at it from that standpoint of standing. And this is why we have the stand, right? The, from Ephesians 6, I say, stand therefore, you know, and the image will basically is like Lord said, is you are building like a, a, a banner or a standard or something to standing up against something for your kid, for the generation to come, for the kid, thing to come so that uh, they will see this marriage and know that there's a God for it. I love it. And for the people, someone asked me, said, you're crazy. People are lying. And why I would say people are lying, the people you ask is because two people, first of all, people need to understand when you get married, getting married as a Christian, first of all, you guys don't live together. Mm -hmm. You don't share nothing. So no. you, have, you have six months of one day a week counseling mm -hmm. that basically for one hour, Mm -hmm. You really don't know this person. This person really don't know you. And you guys are coming to live together. Yeah. Together. That, yep. First of all, that is a clash right there. Yeah. Yep. I think that's I've already stressed from the wedding. From all the other drama, you come home, where you think you're going to stress, then you stress and fight. So when people yep. say, that's why I said, that's why I said people are lying. Because maybe you and your partner or your, whoever might not be um, in physical fighting and screaming at each other. But I know deep down in your heart, the first month of your marriage, you were like, Lord, what did I put myself in? What did I, exactly. How <laughs> did I do this? I'm yeah, what the Jesus name am I doing? Oh, no, no, I want to live by myself. Yeah, I wonder people in the house. I don't want to see nobody right now. I want to be by myself. I just want to go and watch my own show. Why you changed the channel? So nobody can help, and that's what I'm telling you. So, and that is the issue I think that we have most of the time. People aren't just honest and transparent to tell you and say, Girl, we all going through it. Like, he's getting on my nerves. I get into my car and I drive. You come home, you like. Okay, you when you tell me you couldn't uh, uh, put the rice in the you couldn't put rice in the rice cooker. You just don't go there. Do it yourself. Subject next. Exactly. Most of the things. So what people say. So the people who said that to you, they lie because the fact of the matter that you were you were you like okay, I know I'm not crazy. Like is something mm -hmm. going on with me? Because yeah. I, I remember when I was at my wits and why I'm like, okay, this marriage is done. I'm over it. I'm done. And I was like, okay, it's just me. Because everybody's saying like, <laughs> I am like, you, what is it? What I'm not, you against the will of God. You're a sinner. I've heard people. Yeah. They told me openly that I was a sinner against the will of God. And I was like, ah. then I went to this church where they had a divorce. They had like a divorce program. Mm -hmm. program where people who were divorcing it. And I was like, oh. Oh, so there are people like me too. Oh, oh, okay. So they nothing. So I'm not crazy. 
And so they sit down there and you realize, and then they take you back to certain things that you, certain things you are not able to deal with. And so this other thing unfolding, this other thing unfolding. And so your body has come to this place where it's telling you, we can't do it no more. It's I'm going to pop. And so I really, I'm so glad that you guys, you know, you guys can speak on it. It's been 15 years. We're talking about the stand. So what do you guys do in the stand? Like, how do you guys reach out to couples? Is this for couples? Is this for single people? Like, who can come to stand? Because I see everybody asking that. Let's stand. Stand for your house. (laughs) No, before we even jump to that one, you mentioned something we're talking about, you know, we are trained for six months for an hour mm-hmm. and then we are sent into marriage. Yes. Before we are prepared. It's mm-hmm. funny because I was thinking about uh, the conversation today earlier mm-hmm. and I was like, I think maybe I could be wrong. Don't, don't take my word for it. What if the mistake the church is doing is to wait till people come to tell you that they are ready for marriage, you know, have those six months of counseling and send them. Why don't we talk? We have young adults ministries. Why don't we talk about reality of marriage in those programs? Why don't we start preparing young women or young boy, you know, young men about marriage from the moment they turn 18? Why don't we we can tell them that about that? Why not? They're 18. This is what I said. By the time they turn 18, God bless you. God bless some of us. So, you know, we we try. By the time they are 15, they are already... They know everything. They know everything. everything. I think we should. And I I I think that's the mistake that... I agree. I think that's the mistake that's being done is that we wait till, you know, we come six months before marriage. And, you know, some of us, a lot of the things I've learned in marriage, I learned through, well, some of my honest friends, I learned through... Nobody told me that sex was an issue in marriage. First of all, they, in the Christian uh, community, well, the, even the way they present as sex, like it's a bad thing, you know, you have to be careful, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. Finance, finance is a big issue in marriage. Why don't we talk about those things from the pulpit? What? So that way, when I'm entering into my marriage and I'm, fa- I'm faced with challenge, with, you know, the financial burden and all the stress that come with money, at least I will have a clue that those things are normal. Because we, we we run into storms and we think that we are alone, you know, that my husband is this strange man uh, losing his salvation. This is the way he's behaving. But if someone had told me that it's part of marriage, maybe I would have readjusted. Maybe my expectation would have been different. Maybe. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's we, we have to change the way we... I don't know why, especially our community, we are so, I don't know if I should say shame. We, we, to reserve, a shame maybe to talk about things. Those are, I mean, we're dealing with people's life. Marriage is somebody's life. It's, I always say it's a gamble. At the end of the day, you don't know what you're getting. But at least if I have something under my belt that will make me realize that I'm not alone on this journey. Well, people have to be honest also to be able to share that it's part of the journey. But yeah. I think we, we might save a lot of marriage. We might save a lot of marriage. We, we probably will because, like you said, uh, I think especially when it comes to the sex stuff, people don't yeah. talk about certain things. There are couples that are dying in the church because one partner like certain things and the other partner say, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. That's ungodly. And the person like, okay, I don't win my whole life 
to hold myself, to come into this marriage because that's what the Bible says, that's what I've been taught, and now I'm not being fulfilled yeah. sexually, then that's a whole problem. That's a different problem. Finance. Because mm -hmm. they think you think of it because I'm holy. It, it's a beautiful you know, thing. Sex is good. I remember, you know, I remember. What's wrong with it? I remember. If you're doing it, doing it the right way, let put it this way. Yeah. Right again, power of agreement. You have to agree. You have yes. to agree. You have to agree and you have to be the right balance teaching, right? But you have to teach, right? It's the truth you have to say and you don't have to be ashamed of it. I remember I was somewhere and among some, you know, some leader and some, um, I remember men of God was there. And so I was sharing something about the sexual aspect and the challenge that I have in the sexual, but you can sense the the tension in the, the room tension the, how quickly you know the, that leader that uh, the, that pastor moved away from the subject um and because they didn't want to get, deal into that and, and, and this is the part right everybody deal with some challenge yeah and so yeah. you sit in your on your own side and you ask yourself and like you say am i crazy is this something wrong with me or is this something wrong with the person you know and it, it's like this kind of marriage debate or fight that yeah. always about the toilets and stuff the like toilet that. seats issues you know and you will go and fight over it we fought would, we fought I mean, over the toilet seat i woke him up at 2 a.m better go put that toilet seat down wow. oh yeah and so i'll sit down with a what did that marry a crazy woman oh god my life oh, is finished. Oh, my life is finished. That was me. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk. I don't care what time it is. I can jump from my sleep and say, "We need to talk." That that, that 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 me you, you is like oh, but hear those kind of things, those conversations. But if you're just having among yourself and you don't go and you don't sit in the conversation among your peers and stuff, where you can share those experiences, share this, you think that you're going crazy until you hear. Oh, you know what? That person also, also going through. Oh, that one has been married fifteen years. They're going still through. It. That one they still deal with. Oh, so it's normal. Oh, okay. And this is what the stand really is, it's right? About, it's yeah. about just bringing them and and tell them, you know what, you're going through this. That's fine. You know what, yeah. we also went through it and yeah, probably going through. You know, and you're not alone. You, it's okay. Let's go it and let's try to go into that journey together. Let's learn about it. What can we fix? What we cannot fix? How can we deal with it? But let's move on and you know ignore the things that are kind of unnecessary. And, you know, but unnecessary mean they're not as important. They're not impeding. Are they gonna matter? Things, man, are, are they gonna matter one two day years, or two yeah. years down the line? And focus on what is important. And if things go like, hey, what the heck? Everybody's going through it. You know, yeah, and you'll be fine. It's no, just a topic, you know, chill. And that's the part I think we want. We want people to kind of like chill. You'll be okay. You know, we all go through that. Take a deep breath. You have God on your side. You are together. It's not your enemy. It's somebody that you married. You have the best interest at heart. And she has the best interest at heart for you. And so, just, you know, take it easy. Yeah. yeah. So this yeah, is the yeah, I, I love, and that's why I think I love about what you guys are doing. It's because you watch the videos, go online. I'm a stalker, if you guys didn't know, I stalk people. <laughs> well, thank you for stalking. Yeah, I stalk, and I'm like, oh my God, and I like that. I like, like, when you guys do little clips and stuff or different, different things, I'm like, oh, wow, those are real conversations because, you know, and I would say this, when you are part of a certain group, 
and if the people in your group aren't talking and aren't having those conversations, but you know you have issue, you don't say nothing because you're like, sure, I want nobody to look at me crazy. Exactly. I, I know somebody who told me, so, oh, you know, no, we don't argue. We never argue since we got married. Like, we got the same thing. We got two hours ago. Listen, I'm not going to waste my time. I don't went to church. We got out of the car. We act like when we argue, we go sing and never in the car. We argue again. You don't argue. I'll be scared of it. If someone comes to me and say, me and my husband or me and my wife, we don't argue ever, ever. I don't even want to be your friend. I was like, that scared me. I will tell you, I say it's scared. I'll be scared. It was, uh, uh, it was a couple that were really close I've been doing for a very long time. So I just was just like, oh, okay. And so what I did was I never brought up any conversation about that kind of stuff again. Because in the back of my mind, I'm like, they lie. Yeah. But I can't say anything because I'm like, okay, I'm going through stuff. I'm scared to say something, but then they will be looking at me funny. And it could be told, maybe they probably wasn't even going to judge me. But because of that thing of we don't argue, and I know when I'm ready to argue, it, it's like the jury and the judge. It's like going down, we bring money, we bring facts, the exhibits, we bring pictures, there are text messages to prove highlights that like I can go in. So I'm just like, how they don't argue? So then maybe, you know, something's wrong with me. And so you really start to look at yourself like, damn it, something very wrong with me. So I don't know. And that's why I really like what you guys are doing. And uh, 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 just the fact that people can be open. People can, people who are watching and commenting, they're telling, they're saying like, they're so excited that you guys are transparent. You guys are giving exactly what people can, you know, people are looking forward to. Because I think, like you said earlier, we are thrown into marriage. And I really want for us to go over this again. Six months, one hour a week of counseling. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. That's mm -hmm. what is told that you will be okay to yes. get into marriage. Mm -hmm. You're talking about two different people from two different culture, maybe two different backgrounds. Some it's like it's a mess. It's, it's literally it's, a mess. Let's no, just be honest. It's a mess. We're from the same country, although mm -hmm. not the same neighbor. We met here in the state, uh, but you know, although with the background, knowing each other, same country and stuff like that, we're still two different people. I, I, we grew up in two we different, very different, differently, differently. Two different area, two different people. And so we met you, two different people. She was this, I was that. And so it, it, it will take, there will be a lot of friction. And there will be a lot of fight. But here, the, the, the good part, right? What's really happened, and this is where we missed the point, right? What really happened is, like the Bible said, the two shall become one, right? It's that becoming part of it. In, in the becoming part of it, which means in order for it to fit, something said to come off a little bit so that it can, you the know, pruning. It's the pruning. come and, and fit properly. You know, if you try to, to get something, if it doesn't go in real right, it means that thing needs to be sharpened a little bit, you know, and, and, and worked a little bit. And so this is what's happening in those frictions. So you're coming and you're becoming one and you're going through this issue, you're going through this challenge and you had to stick to it. And it, it it's helpful when you have people around you. They it's can keep helpful. you in line. They it's keep you in line. In line. What we really, we thank God for is when we're about to get married and we're praying for God parent and we met this couple, we sat down with them, we pray and they were able to help us in, 
and we were honest with them. We honest with everything. We we'll talk. They ask us questions. They ask me questions that I never want to be asked. But you know, <laughs> I, I submit is something that I took seriously, and I say, you know what? They are looking out for me, right? They're not family member. We're not related, but they're looking out for us. And they, they are people that they have a you know testimony and stuff. And so they can correct me. They can call me out. They will call her out. They, they let us know what we're doing right, what we're not doing right, and yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. And don't forget, in marriage, we continuously we are continuously evolving. So there will exactly. never be that place where we perfect. We're in perfect sync. That would never happen. And I believe one of the way also God bring us together. Uh, and I, I'm you're right. Marriage counseling should be like annual. It went it went fast. It should be like annual physical. I agree. There will never be a place where we are in because at the end of the day, it's Christ working his character in us and through us. So those frictions are also a way is molding my character, is molding me first. Because at the end of the day, God is interested in me, me becoming mm -hmm. more like him than Emmanuel. So I, I know as when we go into tough time, Nobody rejoice in those moments. But truth mm -hmm. of the matter, Emmanuel and I have become close. I believe some of those challenging challenges have brought us even close together. Because now I know what pisses him off. You know, I know what brings him joy. And it was based based on the, it's a those are feedbacks I'm getting from from fights. You don't get them right away, but eventually you learn that okay, how the person moves. So yeah, but you're right. The six month counseling. They, they don't help. I mean, they help. They give you foundation, but they are not enough. And like I was saying, I don't understand why, for instance, we, we, we wait for, why can't we have quarterly marriage conference? And we open it to singles people. We have young adults. Those are good platforms because everybody's at least 18 over there aspiring mm -hmm. to marriage. So why don't we open those things and start talking about the reality of marriage and find those people who are honest enough to tell, share their stories, you know, don't just tell me how you made it, but explain to me what the process is. Yes. So. And yeah. I like that you share that. And I know that's why I believe that last week episode basically has been my most watched episode because oh. everybody on there was extremely vulnerable about the divorce. All of us yeah. on the platform last week was divorcee. Mm -hmm. And one person we had um, Brooks who makes us because he was somebody, but he shared and all of us were shocked. But he's like, y'all went through, but I almost went through. I've mm -hmm. been at that road where I wanted to give up. Mm -hmm. But what helped me? And so, you know, I think it's like you guys sharing and giving us, giving everybody the opportunity to really understand that, look, and one thing I know somebody told me, I'm with my dad, somebody said marriage is not one size fit all. No. Mm -hmm. Everybody marriage is different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't think that... Oh, because it worked for Lorette and Emmanuel, meaning it will work for you. No, it mm -hmm. probably won't. Yeah. You might get some pointers, but it probably won't. Yeah. But you guys have been amazing. I know you guys are rushing. You guys have to get to the airport. And yeah. I appreciate you guys for coming here. But before you leave, there are people who are watching. If there is something, you can please tell them where they can find Stan. They can follow you. They can like you where they can be there. And there's something you can just leave with people who might be going through some bad times in the marriage and how they can be able to overcome and stuff like that. 
So you can, first of all, thank you for having us. This was such a pleasure. I didn't even see the time going by so fast. Uh, like I said, those conversations should happen more often. Uh, but you can find us on Facebook, The Stand, Marriage God's Way. You can find us on Instagram, The Stand. Um, we are finally starting meeting uh, in person, uh, mm -hmm. still on small smaller scale. Uh, we have an upcoming uh, program in April, in night of worship for couples and singles, whomsoever wants to worship. We'll have more details. We have the, our conferences every year in October. So the third weekend in October will be our annual conference. It's going to be so much fun this year. You don't want to miss it. We'll have the after party. We'll have, we may have you on the, on the panel. We'll I was going to say, can a single man come? <laughs> yes, you can, because we're going to open it. We're going to open it to single people. So yes, you yeah. can we're coming. I there you go. I'm bringing people. We're coming. <laughs> you are welcome. Everybody's coming, right? Everybody's coming. But, but yeah, that's where you can find us. Please go on our page, like, share, and yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, let us know what else subject you would like to talk about. And we are open. There is nothing that we don't talk about. And there's also a part where they, I know there's some people that always want some advice and counseling on the side which um you can just go it what do you call that imus or you can dm, DM us DM, yeah you know i'm not that he literally just aged himself <laughs> <laughs> he just totally gave up on his head i know i'm not i'm not up there but you know it, it will be there there's a lot of things that god is doing we're excited about it yeah um oh you didn't talk about our fire um, and, uh, the, uh, are we gonna have a family, family night? Okay, I have a retreat we're planning as well with yeah. the couple, so yeah, yeah. And for anyone going to challenge, we want you to know that marriage is not oh, it's a beautiful thing, but it's not without hiccups. Trust me, we've been married 15 years, but maybe we went to our own, own challenge, you know, and there's always that thing. This could be the storm that take us out. But at the end of the day, surround yourself with godly people. Surround yourself with people that will keep you accountable. Please, we live in a society that tells us to pretend to be happy on social media while you're dying with your, your issues. Don't do that to yourself. Speak up. Speak up. Find somebody and speak up. Abide in someone and have them pray with you and for you and you will be okay. Well, this has been great. I want to say thank you to Lorette and Emmanuel for joining us uh, this Thursday. It was amazing. You guys were super, super great. We say thank you. I'm asking my people to follow them this stand on Facebook. Yeah. Um, the stand again on Instagram. So go follow them, like them, follow all the things they're doing. Lorette, what is the business called? The interior design business. It's called All Things Pretty. All Things Pretty. I tell you, God going to bless me with the house. And I'm gonna call you because I've been saying those like that. You don't have to have a house, even a apartment. Even apartment, we have not fixing up the apartment like that. I'm going whatever. But thank you guys for coming. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And we will call on you again because we got something coming up. That right. sounds, sounds good. good. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. as well. Okay, guys, so this was the conversation. Of course, Outspoken Opinionated. You had Lorette and Emmanuel. They own the stand. It's, an, it's a great couples ministry. Again, like I said, 
If you are not following them, we ask you to go to Facebook, follow them, go to Instagram. This was The Conversation, Outspoken Opinionated. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. You can also follow us on uh, on YouTube, The Conversation, Outspoken Opinionated. 